Welcome back to Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Vibert, and with me again is Sanford Clark. Hey, how's it going? Uh, and this podcast focuses on the world of animation. In each episode, we feature all the latest news from around the animation industry uh, and the main topic discussing a TV series, film, or something else. Whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion, if it's animated, it's up, to, up for discussion to geek out about. Yeah, As you can tell, that's been a little bit. I'm getting tongue-tied even with our intro this week. Uh, but yeah, so last time Stanford and I were here doing an episode, we're, we're talking about the Oscars this week. Um, we're going to be talking about Illuminations, the Super Mario Brothers movie that came out earlier this month in April of 2023. Uh, but before we get to talking about that, uh, we do have some news to go through and then some trailers to, to recap from. The, the time that we've been away. So uh, the first one's actually really cool too. Uh, if you live in the Phoenix area uh, or are going to be in the Phoenix, Arizona area uh, during the first weekend of June uh, this year, the uh, Animation Fascination is actually going to have a panel at Comic-Con this year. Or, sorry, not Comic-Con. That, that's a, a whole, whole thing. Uh, <laughs> Phoenix Fan Fusion. Uh, so it, it's going to be called Animation Fascination Presents Animation is Cinema. Uh, kind of, you know, riffing off of Guillermo del Toro's um, basically thing that he was doing during, like, the, the whole Pinocchio uh, awards run there. But so this is going to be held on Saturday, June 3rd, 2023, uh, from noon to 1 p.m. at the Phoenix Fan Fusion. It's going to be in room north 221c so i still have to kind of find where that is myself uh i know it's like a smaller room because you know i mean we're not we're not a panel that's got like paul bettany on it or something like that so <laughs> right we're, we're definitely not in the huge ballroom there but uh it's definitely because we're gonna have guests from the that movie is fine podcast lauren knight who's was on couple episodes back when we did the uh he well, it's blinking i mean the marcel the shell of shoes on episode with her uh and then her coast from that uh, aaron who was also on an episode of the hold the maneuver where we talked about the phantom menace uh unfortunately stanford will not be there oh i'm so bummed. i'm still just he'll be there in spirit. About it. i'll be there in spirit cheering on i'm just so stoked that we got a seat at the table, Mark. Uh, you know, so that that, that animation fascinates she gets to go, and you guys are going to be awesome. And I just can't wait to hear all about it. And we are going to record it too. Uh, yes, Aaron does does a lot of filming and stuff around town, so he's going to uh, film it for us while he's also on on the, the panel. So that that's the same weekend. We'll talk about this in a bit, but that's the same weekend that Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse comes out, too. So I'm sure the panel will be about, like, the whole kind of synopsis of what we we're going to be talking about with um, how animation isn't a genre, how it's a medium, uh, and how it should be um, kind of respected that way as well, too. Uh, but I'm sure we'll also talk a little bit about Across the Spider-Verse. We'll hold that off to be its own episode, like, the next weekend. Uh, so I can talk about that with Stanford, but I'm sure because it'll come out like the day before that, we'll have some thoughts on it that weekend. 
but yeah so if yeah if you'll be here in june that's that's when and where it'll be and then hopefully that leads to some more next year uh, but we'll see what happens uh, but from that i'll hand it over to stanford yeah so we got some cool stuff on twitter i uh, i think in our in our news segment first up is uh from from uh avatar news uh is the official first look at princess saison from avatar studios We've got a really nice, clear, you know, high-res image uh, of her. What do you think, Mark? How does it look? Uh, how does she look to you? Looks like she's part of the the Fire Nation. Uh, my son and I are still chipping away at finishing like the original Last Airbender series. So yeah, how's it coming along? We're in that last season, uh, but he he like he works the days that I don't work, and. So it's so just tricky, it, isn't it? Yeah. Or he's got plans with his friends and stuff. So uh, hopefully uh, once he graduates high school here in a, about a month or so, maybe he'll have some time. Yeah, some time this summer. <laughs> Knock it out. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've we've been enjoying what we've gotten to so far. But yeah, that's, uh, we'll have a link to this in our show notes too and on the our website. So if you haven't seen the photo yet, You'll be able to go there to to see that, like, because this image is more of a visual medium than a uh, audio only context where we're talking about, right? Uh, but uh, the the next bit too is interesting because I know I know you'll have thoughts on. The- well, yeah, you know, in 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 the segment of a, a movie coming that nobody wants, uh, we've got a live action hybrid adaptation of the aristocats coming now from disney and the only saving grace of this is that quest love is has been you know signed to direct now i think that's such an interesting choice it's his first feature film he directed that narrative uh really fantastic documentary uh the summer of love which i loved and it won the academy award for best documentary last year and uh anyway uh, you know i don't hate the aristocats i don't love the aristocats i mean just as you know just as from from uh from walt disney animation studios catalog but uh it has some some cool songs i i, I really and i've always loved even since i was a kid everybody wants to be a cat i think it's a great song and so maybe quest love is going to be able to capitalize on the music from the animated film and bring some new music in, hire some cool people to voice the cats and, you know, hoping that it's going to be, it's going to be good. I mean, I've always just kind of joked with some of my friends like, Oh yeah. Ha ha ha. Like there's going to, you know, there's going to be a live action CGI version of Aristocats. Ha ha ha. And actually there is going to be, (laughs) what do you think about it? Yeah. I I mean, I think that's kind of interesting too. It's like, um, I remember how long ago it was, but there's like that uh, SNL sketch, which I almost don't think is that far off of a thing now where it was um, The Rock as Bambi. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, which, where it's like could, Rambo. Yeah, which <laughs> well, we have some news about The Rock and the Rock a live up. action Disney remake uh, in a little bit, but that's why I don't, that's why like I don't actually 
feel like that's as far-fetched as maybe <laughs> that <laughs> sketch would have originally come to us in our heads thinking that way. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I like Questlove too, and I think that's, especially because the Aristocats is actually like very heavily music yeah. based. That's why I'm, I'm actually very cautiously optimistic for this one, because just because of uh, his obviously like um, familiarity and, you know, craft with music and being able to all and then because he won the an oscar for making a documentary about music and being in a band himself in the roots uh yeah i have that's why i have like a bit like a better feeling about this almost because i have a feeling uh just that he's got some good ideas and like as far as like what he's gonna kind of bring to it differently yes. than than may normally come with some yeah. of these, I guess. I mean, it but. could be creative enough and original enough that it it just might be terrific. So, um, you know, fingers crossed. My whole point, and I'm such a broken record, Mark, I should just hold up a sign with it. It's just like, I number one thing is a slap to the face of the fantastic artists at Disney Animation that these you know that they're remaking these films uh because they don't necessarily need to be remade maybe the black cauldron does but otherwise no. <laughs> you know and then uh it just seems like such a creatively bereft decision like here they've got some of the most creative people in the industry working for them and all they can do is remake films from their you know remake their old films it's frustrating to me we're uh, we're quickly reaching the the singularity. Where, yes, uh, the yeah. animated film will be in conjunction at the same time as the live action. Yeah, we'll see them both. Yeah, and uh, dear, uh, it kind of like goes with the idea of like what we're going to be talking about in that panel too. Which I don't. It's more of like a subtle way of saying it, but it almost makes it feel as if like animation isn't good enough so they right. have to make the live action version of it because why watch the i don't know um but yeah. i i think there's cool ideas what they could do with some of the animated movies if they made them into live action ones but like you said you could do black cauldron could be a cool idea um treasure planet yes could be a cool idea absolutely uh, Atlantis, the Lost Empire, like a lot of those films could be cooler. Just, I mean, maybe they might not do well because we Strange World didn't didn't do all that well um, recently. But I mean, I, I liked Strange World. I liked it. I like I adventure it. movies. Yeah, you know, and I, and I like movies like this. It's it seems it does seem weird that yeah, some of these adventure movies that didn't necessarily perform well at the box office. Uh, yeah, I want to remake those, <laughs> or remake or remake the black hole, or something. You yeah, know, you could, uh, yeah, that's like the the thing too is like the like the these remakes are usually always in the movies that already did well. Yeah, why not try doing them on the ones that didn't? Yeah, to get a, like another shot at it. But uh, one of my favorites. 
one of my favorite things is from the 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 free guy trailer you know they came out a couple years ago oh yeah and it's from the studio that brought you you know beauty and the beast aladdin and i think they said the lion king oh yeah twice, twice. <laughs> <laughs> like yep <laughs> which i thought was that i think that was even before technically like the fox purchase had gone all the way through yeah <laughs> so I, I almost wonder if that trailer still would have come out that way had it already been after that and i can't believe that the lawyers let him do it in the first place <laughs> it's funny though it's funny. Uh, but i definitely a lot of that movie couldn't have happened without the fox purchase just because of the stuff that is in that movie yeah but so like the the next thing we have to talk about moving on from the aristocats is sony pictures animation and image works are going to release a spider-verse short um and they're also launching a mentorship too so in the short uh miles is going to be struggling to balance his responsibilities as a teenager friend and student while acting as brooklyn's friendly neighborhood superhero uh so after a particularly challenging day living with these pressures miles experiences a panic attack that forces him to confront the manifestations of his anxiety and learn that reaching out for help can be just as brave as an act of protecting the city from evil. So that's kind of cool that I, I like that more kind of pop culture stuff is tackling like mental health stuff too. Like um, me too. And, it's important. Yeah. So like, I mean, between like this, I think this is cool that they're going to be doing that. I just realized I had a Spider-Man shirt on too. Um, <laughs> nice. And then between other shows that tackle like mental health as well, like, uh, like sh- shrinking and like Ted Lasso and stuff like that. It's, it's. I'm glad that it's becoming more and more like normal to kind of bring the stuff up and kind of just make it like everyday stuff with that. Um, so this will be be cool to see. I'm. I didn't see where the short. I think it said the short. It's going to be titled "The Spider Within." Uh, it will be debut exclusively the. NSC international NSC, yeah but i wonder like where it'll be after that so like if like if it'll just be online or if... it'd be weird if they played it in front of yeah. the actual movie right it does seem that that might be kind of weird yeah and i don't think sony has another movie coming out before then um, maybe they're gonna put i wonder if sony will put it in front of just some other f- feature film you know yeah um, Could be, or they'll put it on YouTube. Or, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and then the the, uh, the mentorship that they're doing too, as well, is going to be part of the Lens program. Uh, so it's for leading and empowering new storytellers. Uh, so basically, that'll that'll be a new program that aims to provide like high potential candidates from underrepresented groups an opportunity to gain valuable leadership experiences. Um, so that'll be pretty cool. So like they'll be able to like work within um, different segments of like Sonic Pictures animation and kind of get like hands-on experience doing that too. So that's that's cool. Like when more stuff like this is available too. Like Disney's done stuff like that in the past, uh, and I know some other studios have also started doing that too. So it's it's cool when they give like the opportunities um, like just to, to anybody. So that's pretty cool. I agree with you. I think that lens program at Sony sounds terrific. And, and, uh, I mean, 
boy, they've got the creative juices flowing at Sony. So I think what an exciting place to work and that they're mentoring young talent in this way. Uh, I yeah. think really bodes well for the studio. Uh, and then, so you were just talking about one, but the, the next bit is that, so you remember that movie Moana that came out? That one of, movie, <laughs> yeah, from Disney. <laughs> all, all those years ago. Yeah, and, so long ago. Way back in 2016. Uh, that, that we all loved and that was really, fan, you know, really beautifully made. And they're they're also currently making an animated TV series for for Disney Plus. Um, oh yeah, so uh, they're going to be making a live action remake of that already. Uh, and the thing that's interesting about this one, as compared to any of the other ones, is that it's so close to the release of it, uh, and also the other thing is that the actors who did the voices for the characters in the animated film will be playing those same characters again in the live action version of the movie so uh the rock will be reprising his role of maui from the animated film and uh, i want to make sure that i pronounce her name correctly uh alahi i always mess up her name too carvalho Uh, who voice Mana will also will also be uh, voicing the character or not voicing it, but being the character in the movie too. And then she's also going to be an executive producer too. Uh, and they released kind of uh, it's it's not like a trailer, but it's basically the rock on a beach and yeah, Hawaii with his with his two daughters. Yeah. yeah. So I know it's I know it's like kind of like personal to him too, but it, I don't know, it's just interesting that like i mean it hasn't even been 10 years yeah since the animated film came out so it's just i don't know it's weird that it's already being remade i guess yeah because they're also i mean they they cast this isn't in like our new stuff but they cast one another role in the live action lilo and stitch movie too yes recently and then I'm, Lilo, uh, right? Didn't they cast some young? Well, and they they also I don't remember what the character's name was, but oh, uh, like, yes, that's uh, right. Lilo's sister's uh, like boyfriend, like yeah. Um, and then I, I believe they had said like Zaka Fanakis is doing the voice of Stitch. Yeah, or not not Stitch. How uh, oh, he was? Uh, of um, he was Pleakley. Yeah, Pleakley. Yeah, he's doing the voice of Pleakley. I think they should just have uh, uh, what's his name, Chris Sanders, come back and just do Stitch. Do Stitch, <laughs> and have like Kevin he... McDonald come back and do Weekly. You know? yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's that's the other thing too. Is I like I wonder what like some characters like that are going to look like in, in live action. Yeah, like Pleakley, like or even Stitch. I mean, yeah. we saw what Zeb looked like on. Uh, the season of the Mandalorian. Yes. Uh, and that was a very good translation of Zeb. I thought Zeb looked good Rebels in the Mandalorian yeah. too. Did you you too, Mark? What did Yeah, I thought he I looked thought he looked great. And then that made me excited that that maybe he'll show up in Ahsoka too. So um we'll see with that. But and then Steve Bloom was doing his voice again too. So that was that was nice. Too. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. You know, we had talked a little bit about the soft air, but 
uh, you know, I think The Rock needed a project. Disney was willing to buy it, and and uh, and, and here we go. You know, yeah. since The Rock's hope of being kind of the core of, of DC um, films, you know, sounds like that's not going to work out. Um, anyway, it's just one one viewpoint from afar. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the that'll take us into another uh, continuation of a story. Yeah, you know, uh, so Chris uh, Melodondri, am I saying his name right? Uh, who is who runs Illumination? But he also he's kind of like what La- John Laster was, right? Where Laster was running both Pixar and Disney, yeah, at the same time. So Laster, so Chris uh, Melodandri is running both Illumination Animation and DreamWorks Animation. Um, you know, that are both all under the Universal Studios umbrella. Uh, but he was re- he's recently been on a press tour promoting uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. And he had a, he had a really in-depth interview with Variety, with Daily Variety, and talking about um, what's happening for both of these studios. So uh, no necessarily formal announcements... But I thought he, he he was pretty open. You know, I was surprised how open he was. But he talked about that. Yes, there's going to be a Shrek Five, and and uh, he's been you know no there are no deals in place according to the article, but negotiations with the actors are going well, and that he anticipates the original cast of Mike Myers, uh, Cameron Diaz, and Eddie Murphy will be coming back. Eddie Murphy supposedly in January. I didn't see this, but this they quoted in the article that he was saying that the Donkey solo movie would be so much better than a Puss in Boots movie because Donkey's such a funny character. <laughs> anyway, and, and oh, that's Chris Nolan Donkey is like riffing off other characters, though. I don't, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. know if, I don't. I don't know if it works with Donkey as the character for the full movie. Yeah, I. I agree, but what Chris Melodandry said was he was thrilled when he read Murphy's comments adding it's evidence of his strong enthusiasm for the role that he so brilliantly inhabited and, and really created alongside all the artists of DreamWorks. Uh, then uh, also Mel and Andrew talked about uh, the secret life of pets three. They are, that's, that's in development and they've got different story options for that. They're also making a scene three and uh, you know, and those are just, they can just print money, uh, you know, illumination just makes, um, makes so much money off, off of those. So, and then he talked about this uh, upcoming film from illumination that I believe is coming out at Thanksgiving called oh, yeah. migration. That looks cool. And uh, yeah, it's an interesting premise too. It's about a family of ducks uh, uh, who find themselves at odds because of global warming. They don't have to uh, uh, migrate. <laughs> because <laughs> you know the weather stays warmer you know or warm yeah. enough for them so uh anyway it's it's I, you know the illumination is doing they're they're you know they're making very popular films and yeah. and uh so interesting to get you know kind of an insight of what's what's in the future which sounds to me like mostly a lot of sequels yeah <laughs> Uh, and like we 
like when you if you saw the last wish to we see kind of um spoilers for the ending of the last wish yeah, spoiler alert <laughs> um, we kind of see where puss and and co are um sailing off to at the very end of that and you see a familiar uh setting that we've saw from like past shrek movies too so it almost like implied that puss is going to go meet back up with you know like shrek and donkey and fiona and everybody again so that that's that's kind of interesting i don't know because i i don't remember like do you do you remember if i because i felt like that first listen boots movie was meant to be like a prequel i think almost to the short yeah. films yeah but like then, it, was, it was an origin story really wasn't it yeah uh, but yeah. then the last wish that was definitely uh, more of like a continuation post yes like Sh- shrek forever after yes um which is which is interesting um so like you could almost watch listen boots shrek one through four and then the last wish kind of you basically have like a puss in boots like wrap around for the, the Shrek <laughs> franchise. Yes. Um, well said. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd be interested to, to see, I guess, what they would do for a fifth Shrek movie. Um, I still like the, the first the first two a lot. The third one's okay. And then the thing that kind of bummed me out the most about the fourth movie is it kind of did that thing with um, that kind of trope of the... It, it's It's... Similar to like the it's a wonderful life kind of trope almost, where like Trek basically like went to an, a life that like where he didn't exist. Yeah. So like the only character that then had any growth in that movie was Shrek because everybody else is like as they exist in that movie, anything that they like learned or went through during that, those were non-existent versions of the characters we already knew. <laughs> So that, yeah. So that's the only thing that like bummed me out about that. Yeah, one. I thought it was a frustrating movie for me too. I because again, here are characters that we know and enjoy, and it, yeah, it just I didn't think it was a, a a great creative choice, unfortunately. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. they can, you know, they've gotten new leadership. I feel like the, I feel like the studio DreamWorks has really been. Uh, reinvigorated because I, I thought the last wish was terrific. I also really liked uh, the bad guys. Yeah, I and, liked the bad guys a lot. And uh, so let's hope that the, you know that it's going to be a meaningful sequel, um, not like some other ones that are coming up, which we'll be talking about. <laughs> but so the the next thing. Uh, like they didn't like really announce anything with this. I'm not really. It was basically just a, um, like a, like a tweet that Studio Ghibli put out that had, uh, like some familiar kind of like characters, like the sprites, in it that were in the Grogu short that they did, uh, recently that's on Disney Plus, um, 
but then like this one looks like it's Grogu with Ahsoka and it just says this is a new day a new beginning so I don't it just it seems like it's teasing like another short with Grogu that will also have Ahsoka in it too uh, which is interesting uh, like we'll get into this a little bit more later on because there's also the season two of uh, Visions coming up but yeah. Steve Shibley wasn't involved with that so yeah, I'm just I'm curious what this will be. I liked that Grogu short. It was it was like very short though. It um, was it was so short, but it was so cute. And yeah. uh, just just that Studio Ghibli is doing some Star Wars content makes me so happy. Uh, just blows my mind. I never thought I'd see something like that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's really all there was to that. Like if, this again will be in the show notes, so you can click on the link there. If, um, when you're listening or watching this um, and you'll, you'll be able to check out that what they posted there too. Uh, and then I'll hand it off to you again. Yeah. So uh, another tweet <laughs> uh, this time it's from the official Sonic, the hedgehog uh, Twitter feed. And uh, specifically for the Sonic movies, this is at Sonic movie. Uh, and production has started on Knuckles, which is the Sonic movie spinoff series, which is coming soon to Paramount Plus. So, uh, they've got a you know a picture of, of his hat, and uh, anyway, not much I think is n- known about it other than this is in production, and we'll just keep you posted on when, when it's going to be available uh, to stream on Paramount Plus. Yeah, and it's interesting that this is like it's going to be a straight to Paramount Plus kind of yes spinoff with Idris Elba's Knuckles character, yeah. which because I feel like they probably could have uh, put this in theaters with how well the Sonic movies have done. Yeah, they probably could have put this out in theaters and it probably would have done really well. Um, but Adam Polly, who's who's in the 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 first two uh, Sonic films is going to be reprising his role uh in here as well too so i like it adam paul he's he's kind of like a under like represented kind of uh comedic actor he was in the the uh short-lived uh, happy endings tv series oh yeah um, he was also in another short-lived uh com- comedy series that's like a time travel uh series that that was on at like the same time as like four other t- time travel shows because that was on. <laughs> Timeless was on. Frequency was on. Oh, wow! So it was just it was like peak uh, time travel TV series at that point in time. But I I liked how that time travel show that he did, which I guess seeing as how I got canceled is why I can't remember its actual name. I can't um, remember its name either. But I I liked that series but anyway uh but the next thing now we're gonna be talking about is that there uh, there's a new animated transformers movie that's gonna be coming out as well too which technically i guess all their live action movies are kind of sort They're of kind animated. of animated yeah but this one is like everything's animated right versus some kind of a hybrid yeah, like closer to like you know like the Transformers, the movie from the eighties. Yes, um, based off of like the the TV series that everybody 
knows this guy. Um, but the so we have Transformers: Rise of the Beast. It's going to be kind of like a soft reboot of the franchise, which I guess it's like a soft reboot in that. But I thought it was also a continuation of Bumblebee from a few years ago. Yeah, I was confused about that. I already thought Bumblebee was a good course correction for it. Yeah, with Travis Knight from Leica directing yeah, it. That movie, that was Bumblebee. Was a cool movie. Yeah, Bumblebee. I think is actually my favorite of the like live action Transformers oh. movies because of them. No question, you know, get you know Michael Bay out of the picture and Travis Knight. I thought brought a really fresh look into it. That just I don't know. It just seems so much more appealing and so much more just kind of like what I remember Transformers being. Yeah, uh, and then so this one uh, the is going to be a brand new and currently untitled animated Transformers film that's set to hit theaters uh, basically a year from now in July of 2024. Um, the details for that film are kind of, they don't really exist yet, other than it's coming out July 19th of next year uh, and an announcement about it uh, back in January of last year. But it was confirmed that um, it was also announced previously before that in April 2020. Uh, so the film is a prequel directed by Toy Story 4 director Josh Cooley. Uh, so we had saw that you know, like he had left Pixar a few years back. There, there's a few other like Pixar alum that have also kind of gone over to the Paramount animation in the past few years too. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if some of them are also working on this with him. Like maybe he, he pulled a few of them over there with him at that point. Yeah. Uh, so with the film being a prequel, there have been kind of uh, murmurs that it could be taking place on Cybertron, uh, like with like where the Transformers come from. Uh, so that that could be interesting. Uh, but uh, I I don't so I don't know if this is necessarily connected to the live action films, or it's going to be story like its own kind of separate <laughs> animated Transformers like franchise thing going on here. Uh, other than it just says it's like an origin story for all of the Transformers like including Optimus and Megatron and all of them. So it, it's what's what's kind of interesting is he's like it's talking about young Optimus and young Megatron story. So it's I can see like equivalents or like um, kind of comping it for like maybe X-Men first class with like uh, Xavier and Magneto in that, but you yeah. you have Optimus and Megatron in this. So it should be interesting. Uh, but yeah, that's going to come out in July of next year. And then the uh, next bit of news is that also that was announced a few weeks ago at Star Wars Celebration in Europe. Uh, was that the Bad Batch was going to be coming back for a third and final uh, season? They showed a, a trailer for it there at Celebration Two, but they did but that hasn't been made public yet. It'll probably won't release that same exact trailer, but they'll probably release a trailer for yeah. it. I guess probably in the next few months, um, just because they want to give people enough time, I guess, to probably finish season two, which just ended like a week or so ago. Yes. Um, so yeah, that'll that'll be coming out early next year, uh, and it'll be interesting to 
And I like that they announced that it was the final season too, so that like you know going into it, it's going to be kind of wrapping up storylines from that series that are going to be going. Which, at least with a lot of Dave Filoni stuff, when a series ends, it's never definitively the end. Of yeah, it's never characters. like final, final, right? Yeah, as I mean, as can be seen by like Ahsoka showing up in, in Rebels and now her own show and Mandalorian. And then a lot of the cast of Rebels characterized are going to be in the Ahsoka series. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if maybe somewhere down the line we see some of the Bad Batch characters like Omega or any of the rest of the Bad Batch show up in a live action series or another animated series somewhere down the line. But it should be interesting. And I've enjoyed that Bad Batch series. Uh, all of the Dave Filoni series, I think, are cool in the way that they like the how the story develops. Is that yeah? You there, some people complain about it, whereas like the first season is like, oh, it's it's too kid like in the the first season of that show. But it, it's it's like the slow build where it goes from kind of being very family friendly in that first season to like getting a little bit darker and a little bit darker, um, and more adult and more adult and storytelling like over the course of like the, the character development of the series. Yes. But I think that's almost also intentional too. Intentional. Like, yeah. Cause at least with Clone Wars, it's kind of going from Ahsoka's point of view. So she gets more um, kind of, you know, experience and whatnot. And it becomes a little bit more, I guess, adult or uh, matured through those seasons so does the story as does Ezra in rebels and yeah. So on. So, you know, Mark, I've wondered about this, um, like slow burn approach that seems to like, there's a lot of criticism about, about that. Uh, and maybe sometimes, I mean, everybody of course is entitled to their opinion, but, uh, I kind of like this Dave Filoni slow burn. Yeah. I think that was manifested it manifested itself in season three of The Mandalorian. And while you know it wasn't per, you know the season wasn't necessarily perfect, I it, it worked for me. You know, I just thought this was interesting. It it was developing stuff that was probably going to pay off in the future. Uh, and not every second of the show has to be just you know CGI a- action you know, on every inch of the screen, but right. that's just, that's just me. Yeah, I agree. And I think some of that too, is just because people are impatient and that's why trailers usually have like those five seconds of a pre-trailer before the trailer, because they're trying to <laughs> yes. grab your attention to stay well, and watch the, the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's that's also why most YouTube videos that you watch will have like a super snappy opening to it to try to get you to try to get continue you, watching yeah. after that. But patience yeah. is a virtue. Yeah, is how I is how I see it. Speaking of patience, uh, segueing into the the streamer that drops all of their episodes on the same day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this was I thought kind of a cool story that that. Uh, a Stranger Things animated series has been greenlit at Netflix. 
who drops every, you know, <laughs> for binge watching. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be so an animated series set within, of course, the trippy 80s sci fi world uh, created in the show that everybody loves. Um, Matt and uh, they were created by Matt and Ross Duffer. Um, this series is currently untitled. Uh, it's being developed by Flying Bark Productions with Eric Robles attached as an executive producer. And, you know, while little is known about the plot or characters involved with the upcoming series, the Duffer brothers shared a statement along with the announcement saying that the new show is inspired by classic Saturday morning cartoons. So uh, here's the quote. We've always dreamed of an animated Stranger Things in the vein of Saturday morning cartoons that we grew up loving. And to see this dream realized has been absolutely thrilling. We couldn't be more blown away by what Eric Robles and his team have come up with. The scripts and artwork are incredible. And we can't wait to share more with you. The adventure continues. So we don't have any, you know, timelines or, or anything available when this is going to, when uh, Netflix is going to drop all, um, all episodes. <laughs> but, but I'm, st- how cool, you know, what, what a cool, what a cool idea. What do you think about it? Yeah, I'm excited about this mostly because I, I like what their point of reference is that it's inspired by uh, Saturday morning cartoons. So I'm wondering if that'll also mean like the, the kind of uh, what would you say like the like the art style might be kind of influenced by by like those Saturday morning cartoons yeah like like GI Joe or like Transformers or or something like along those lines um, so that could be interesting to, to see or like He Man or something like that. I, I feel like they're gonna probably take like point of reference from those series. Especially with like the uh, like you know like the actual like the the main series that's going to be wrapping up like within the next year or so, how it's set in the eighties, they'll probably take that point of reference for like the animation style that they choose to go with for like the animated series too. So we will see what happens. Yeah, there. we'll see. And then the last uh, bit of uh, news is. They announced the full cast for DC's Creatures Commandos uh, TV series that's going to be coming up. Uh, that that uh, James Gunn is doing. Uh, so with that, it's uh, and speaking of Stranger Things, David Harbor is going to be uh, one of the actors on this series, as well as uh, Indira Varma, Alan Tudyk are all joining. The series as well too. Sean Gunn uh, is going to be voicing Weasel. Um, Frank Grillo is also going to be Rick Flag Senior. Uh, so the let me check some of the the other cast on there. So like so far, like what do you you think about the voice cast? For oh, Richard I think the voice cast is cool because if if I'm not mistaken, what James Gunn said was that the voice cast in in Creature Commandos was also going to be these actors, the same actors were going to play them in live action. And yeah. uh, I thought it I, I thought it sounded really great. Uh, the cast looks, the cast looks uh, promising and, and uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And then uh, Steve Agee's John Economist is also going to be in this series as well too. Uh, and then, let's see. 
Okay, so Frank Grillo is Rick Flag Sr. Uh, David Harbour is Eric Frankenstein. Uh, Indira Varma is the bride. Alan Tudyk is Dr. Phosphorus. Uh, Mara, Maria Baklava is Princess Ilana Rostovic. Uh, Sean Gunn is both GI Robot and Weasel. Uh, and then Zoe Chow is Nina Mazursky, which she kind of looks like um, Ape Sapien from Hellboy or uh, the the dude from Shape of Water. Um, and then Steve Agee is returning as John Economist. So uh, I think this is cool, especially like because I mean Steve Agee's already you know been in a few of the DC films, um, and then he was also like the on set representation of King Shark for the Suicide Squad movie too. Yeah. So he, and then he was in Peacemaker, and then he also showed up in Shazam, uh, Fury of the Gods recently too. So he's been make, been making the rounds in the DC EU as well as. Than I guess the DCU. Um, so yeah, this is cool that they're going to be doing this too. And then some of the yeah, some Marvel actors doing voices over at DC here too, which is interesting too because like Frank Grillo, you know, was in like Winter Soldier, yeah, and, and uh, Civil War, and then David Harbor is obviously uh, in the Black Widow film, and he's going to be in Thunderbolts coming out too. So. Uh, but that's where we got that segue from Stranger Things into this was David Harbour. Yeah, Harbour. <laughs> but yeah, that's I'm I'm looking forward to this. I've I've liked all of James Gunn's stuff that he's done before, and this sounds like it'll be cool too. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, so moving from that, we have a whole mess load of dude. Uh, there's so many trailers. Trailers make me so happy for the most part, except for this first yeah. one. <laughs> see see we might be different on this because like i i don't know if it's like a uh guilty pleasure but i've actually like liked the drama oh no i'm glad and i don't mean to be a jerk about it i just oh no it's right. for me they just it was pure torture trying to get through those movies and i just again just think i just am not the i'm not the target market or i'm just being a jerk you know um but uh, they, they're making another one. They're getting the band back together. Aha, quite literally. <laughs> oh, what I thought was funny here, though, too, is like there's a joke where it's like, um, we're out of sync. Uh, we've gone, we've gone from boys to men, and <laughs> ah, now yeah. we're now we're on the back street. That was funny. And I was like, I was like, I, oh, I get it. You're you're making these jokes to Justin Timberlake. To Justin character. Timberlake, yeah. And but, who yeah, better that, to play a boy band character than Justin Timberlake? Yeah. I wonder how long it took them to to like this idea to like finally come into their head for this. Like, we have a dude from a boy band. Why not? Like, yeah. Why not kind of make this about a boy band? Let's let's hope it's good. I, you know the, uh, I think, I guess I, you know, I'm sure, as I mentioned, children too. I think, and, and I think it appeals to a wide wide variety. And the, the films are colorful, uh, they're clever, they're you know they're bright, they're fun, the music's fun. So yeah. hopefully this that'll be a, that'll be a continuation that you know fans are gonna 
are going to have a good time. Let's see. And so the next bit here is, uh, let me check one other thing here for two. And then this is going to be coming out uh, this fall. Uh, so, yeah. DreamWorks kind of snuck these films in that I had never, I had, I had no idea they were in development. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll be talking about, you know, the other one here in a bit, but yeah. Yeah. But so like the, the next thing, let me bring it up here for you is that, um, sorry, just trying to figure something out really. So the the next thing uh, was the Elemental uh, trailer that Pixar released recently, uh, and that's going to be coming out in June. And what did you what did you think of the trailer for wow. this? Bring it! I can't wait. You know, is it June yet? Is you know, is what, what I thought when I saw it. I think yeah. this is such. And sure, there's there, there have been others, you know, other films that follow follow the same uh, theme. But I think it looks really, uh, really good. Yeah, because I like there's like uh, some of like the stuff they're playing on here with like the plants and then like the water and uh, yeah, like when he touches the like the sponge and gets like sucked. <laughs> And just like the, like the effects animation, this too, like especially oh, the fire, stunning. <laughs> there, there's one joke that I like in here too, like when he comes out of the the pipe, he's like, "Oh, it knocked me all out of shape," and he's like super buff. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "Oh, okay," and then he like gets back, he gets back to his normal shape, and she's kind of like, "Oh." <laughs> uh, and I love how the clouds look like uh, the partly cloudy uh, cloud, too. Oh, yeah. yeah and then I, I like that they even make like an inner universe joke about like when they go through the, the fence. It's like, why do they even make these? Because <laughs> then if you think about it, like water can go through it, the fire can go through it, the cloud can go through it. The only thing yeah. that couldn't go through that would be Earth. Yeah. So it would be like they're literally making fences for Earth to not be able to go through things, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, like this just looks like another like beautifully animated movie from Pixar that I'm looking forward to. And uh, another Pixar movie coming out in theaters, so it's I good know. to watch Yay, Pixar movies in theaters again. Yeah, really but, excited for this one. Probably one. One of the pop movies I'm most excited for this summer is Elemental. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. So, the next one that's going to be coming out, uh, I know you have some thoughts on, is the Ruby Gilman uh, trailer. Another film f- from Pixar. Kind of or not, sorry, not, not Pixar. Not Pixar. Um, uh, from from DreamWorks. DreamWorks. I'm kind of surprised, you know, as we're talking about that, that, uh, like, wow, who knew this film was even coming? <laughs> yeah, and then so this one is coming out this summer as well. Uh, it's 
the synopsis of this is that it's um, based on a 16-year-old Ruby Gilman is basically is desperate to fit in Oceanside High, but mostly just feels invisible. Um, so, yeah, a bit it's like she's a kraken. Um, she's trying to basically stay hidden in, in this high school with. Uh, like other teenagers and then like one of them is a mermaid so they kind of inverted it so that like the mermaids are the the bad guy in this and then like the kraken are the good guys and then there's like the, this like, like huge kaiju mermaid. fight yeah i'm sorry Mark, go ahead or no i was just saying it's kind of like uh, like uh like like this huge kaiju fight that they have like later on in the trailer yeah I thought the animation style looks interesting to this. It's yeah. almost it's kind of it it feels like reminiscent kind of like Ardman style. Yes. Like, That's what I was gonna like, say. It's, it's like Ardman style. Like Ardman yeah. mixed with DreamWorks. Mm-hmm. But the voice cast sounds interesting in this too, is that I wanna uh, Tony Collette uh, does the voice in here as well? Uh, I want to say who her her grandmother is because the voice sounds familiar, but I can't find it off the top of my head. Do you recall who does her? I don't. I don't. So because uh, I you know I watched the trailer a few weeks ago. Let me check really quick here. Yeah. It's Jane Fonda. Okay. Yeah. I knew the voice sounded familiar. Yeah. Will, looks like Will Forte does the voice in the movie, too. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely kind of curious about the movie. Um, but it, like, it definitely just feels like it did come out of like kind of like nowhere. <laughs> As, as far as like anything that we knew that was coming out. So it was, it's interesting uh, with that, that it's that we'll, we'll see what happens from it. So, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's kind of looks like, you know, a, a Disney channel, original movie, you know, a decom and the little mermaid, and then Jim Marks all had a baby. And then this is what, you know, kind of came out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, and then so the next one was uh, for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the second trailer for that. Um, Again, is so, it June? Is it June yet? I can't wait for this movie. Yeah, this movie looks really, looks really awesome. Uh, I liked like that first teaser trailer. Kind of played more off of like off the relationship with. Um, Miles with his mother, and this one kind of shows a little bit more at the spot from the film too. Uh, so I like some of the, the the comedy they play up with with that in here. But then I they they do a lot more here with uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine Miguel, um, and they kind of seems like there's like this whole thing where Miles or like the the Spider Man Spider Men. 
spider people uh, in here have to, certain thing has to happen for them to like actually be able to, it's almost like the Spider-Man TVA uh, mm -hmm. from Lucky. Uh, so yeah, we got Miguel O'Hara in here like doing like some of the stuff here and then you got all of these uh, like Spider-Man cameos. <laughs> and then they, they make the reference to Spider-Man No Way Home in here too where he's like, don't get me started on that little nerd in Doctor Strange back on first... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the animation in this looks looks amazing again. Yeah, it looks it looks just like mind blowing. Uh, I can't wait. And it seems like the thing is that he might be trying to uh, that that Miles might be trying to save his dad in this. Yes. Uh, which I was like, I was like, oh, cool. Thanks, movie for for <laughs> for. Uh, definitely gonna be making me uh, feel some kind of way while I'm watching the movie because of that. Uh, uh, but seriously, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to to across Spider Verse. It'll probably end up being uh, my favorite animated film that comes out this year. But I guess we'll we'll see. What comes of that when it comes out? Yeah, it looks so promising. And then the the next trailer from there is uh, Disney Plus's kind of, uh, I guess, remake of Peter Pan um, with the Peter Pan and Wendy movie, which the cinematography in this looks. Whether you like it or not. I'm trying to think of the 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 director that it reminds me of as far as like the cinematography for this um, was that the life what did what did you think of the trailer for this you know uh, the production values look high and yeah. it looks it doesn't look like it's necessarily terrible but you know again i'm weary because it's just one of these stupid remakes from disney uh however david lowry who did that that remake of pete's dragon which he really transformed that into a very different type of story and i thought that was a very good film and so that's the only yeah. thing, Mark, that gives me any bit of hope for this project is that David Lowry is attached and it looks like it has his style really embedded in, you know, in, in, into, the, into the film. And it has so, the name Pete in the title again? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, I, rem I remembered with the the filmmaker I was thinking of for like the visual style, Terrence Malick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good, yeah, good comparison. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like at least mm -hmm. for like the opening shots, yeah, they give you in here. Uh, but I mean, I'll check it out. I like Jude Law too, unlike the the like younger child actors. And seem like they yeah, still be pretty good. Seem appealing, and and you know, I like Jude Law as well. I thought that, I thought that was a very good choice. 
to cast him as Captain Hook. Yeah. And um, that's going to be coming out on the 28th, so a week from the day we're recording this. Yeah. Uh, and then, so the next one was, it wasn't a trailer more than like a cast announcement. Uh, but the day that this was announced, I also kind of, I posted a screenshot from uh, like a conversation, not a conversation, but like a, a tweet reply uh, that I'd had with uh, Edgar Wright from like back in 2017 or something like that, right? I had asked, I was like, have you guys ever considered uh, making an animated series based off of the Scott Pilgrim uh, graphic novels? You could do a, a season per book, maybe an episode per chapter in those books. And then it'd be, um, yeah. and I, and I said, it could be cool if it did it like in the same, like visual styles, like the, the comic and this, like they had done a short, like an animated short, like back when the movie came out in 2010. Um, and I had like attached like a gift from that to me, and he just replied to it. We agree, exclamation point. Uh, <laughs> and I said, I was like, that's good to hear. Uh, it'd be really cool if if you were able to get the entire voice or the entire cast back from the the film too. And then so I, when they uh, announced this about three weeks ago with the the cast announcement, I just posted a screenshot of that back and forth, and I was just like, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> because <laughs> it's, it's literally the entire voice ca- uh, like the entire cast from the the movie is coming back to voice their characters it. for the it. scott pilgrim anime yeah for netflix um so i'm i'm very very excited about this oh just, me too says Sounds like a they, really cool bro- this is this is the kind of remake i can get behind yeah. <laughs> You know, and not so much that it's necessarily a remake, but anyway, I'm excited. Just be, basically a lengthening, yeah. Because, because uh, I had like back when that the movie came out, I made a point to to read all six of the the books, and I I think I think I'd only been able to read the first one by the time I saw the first movie, um, but then like obviously, I, I remember like some of them like I finished the the book in like a few hours like and some of them are aren't that like short of a a story too so like i was just like flying through them with how much i like them so they're like the movie's really good and i like the movie a lot but there's so much more story-wise like that is in the the graphic novels for that um you have so much more time passes between like different things in it so i'll be curious to see like how how they balance that out and whatnot like within like this this anime series that they're doing for uh netflix and again i'm i'm very excited that the entire uh cast from the the movies is coming back to reprise their their roles that they once did in live action now in animation um but yeah very excited for that. Uh, and then the the next one, uh, I'll probably be talking more about. Maybe we'll do another Holdo Animation Fascination crossover because this will be coming out on May fourth. Yeah. Um, so this is for Star Wars Visions Volume Two. Uh, and then this is the one that's so the first volume was all anime. Uh, it's all just Japanese animation for Volume One. 
in volume two, it's going to be, uh, it's more global where it's different animation studios from around the world, like including like Cartoon Saloon, uh, who, you know, did like Secret of the Kells and among other films. And then Ardman Animation does one in here. And like when you see it in this, this trailer for two, you're like, oh, that's, that's Ardman right there. And I, I can spot which one I think is Cartoon Saloon in here too, because there's definitely yes. very uh, specific styles for some of these, these studios. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I'm really stoked for this. I thought that Volume One of Visions was so such an interesting take, and, and while I didn't necessarily love all of the shorts. I thought they were all very unique, and what an interesting way to to continue Star Wars storytelling. Uh, thought again, super creative, and and uh, loved it. And I'm really excited for this because just because of the interesting animation studios they're working with, and we'll just see what they've what they've come up with. And like you know, again, really excited. Yeah, and just like some of the, like the little shots they have in here of like the different stuff happening in some of these just it just looks like very very beautiful animation oh yeah but yeah I'm, I'm excited for that and yeah that again that comes out on on may the 4th so we'll definitely be watching that so the next thing uh from there the next trailer is for uh, we finally got a trailer for the Gremlins sequel. Finally, the, when did we start line. talking about this more? <laughs> I think maybe, maybe last year when we uh, yeah. did the Turning Red episode. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we finally got this trailer for this. Uh, I don't think I expected the animation style to look like this. Yeah, I didn't. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, unexpected. It it's so it's kind of feels like it's CG mixed with. Kind of like a uh, hand-drawn influence. Yeah, I guess is the best way to kind of describe it. Uh, and one of the one of the things I noticed in it too was that Zach Allegan is listed in the cast, uh, who played Billy in the like the live-action films from the eighties. Yeah. So that makes. And we know this is a prequel, so I'm wondering if. There's some kind of like wraparound narration or something with it, like if or if he like is playing the same, like if it, he's playing Billy, um, maybe like this. This is him, like I don't know, like talking like with Gizmo, like post Gremlins two, like finding out, like finally finding out, like this backstory of Gizmo. Um, as I guess like a bookend to it, kind of like how they did with like the young Indiana Jones adventures kind of yeah. stuff. But I, I I like like some of the, like the sequences we've seen here too with like the like the gremlins um, and the Mogwai in here too. So I'm excited for this because I'm excited to see like what they do with like kind of expanding like the the lore. For the, like the for Gremlins and Mogwai, yeah. yeah. Uh, the one thing I noticed is that it didn't say Howie Mandela because I know that Howie Mandel did the voice 
like the voice of Gizmo in the like you know like the live action movie. So I thought that was interesting, but he, he it's like I I don't want to come back to voice Gizmo again. I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's that'll be coming out soon. I, I don't think there's date still for it. <laughs> it was just like part of uh, like that a whole announcement with um, HBO Max dropping the Max, or I mean dropping the dropping HBO, the HBO. Part, and it's going to be Max. So I feel like they should hire Jason Marsden to do some like voiceover stuff for Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then so then next trailers for Frog and Toad for Apple TV Plus. Yeah, based off of the like the the book series. <laughs> and the animation style is even like reminiscent of like the the book series too. Yeah, it looks like it's just straight out of the uh, out of the book, you know, which which I'm all for. I th- I think it looks. I think it looks charming. Yeah, I don't know. Like this, uh, the book series has become like um, the center of a bunch of memes made from from Frog and Toad too. Yeah, you can pro- you can find a lot of Frog and Toad memes that probably shouldn't be read to the target audience. For it's not, fa- yeah, they're Frog not family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> but that might be. So if you watch this trailer, and that's the your first point of reference this is like what they're based off of um but yeah this is going to be coming out also next week on april 28th on apple tv plus um so yeah that looks it looks like that that'll be like a good show like it seems like a, like another kind of whole family kind of show that you yeah. watch and it doesn't seem like they're like full episodes um more kind of like uh kind of like vignette shorts and stuff like that yeah so that should be interesting um and then our last trailer uh we talked about like another thing that this group of people are doing with the across the spider verse uh but phil lord and chris miller uh their original foray into animation was way back with the series clone high um and clone high is coming back uh for uh max hbo hbo max um and what i thought was funny with this too is that uh chris miller posted something i was like i was like well i guess since everybody else is releasing trailers <laughs> yeah but uh, so this this What did you think of the trailer for the? Well, I you know, I thought it looked good. The, again, that just reminiscent of the original series, and and uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to checking it out. Uh, and, and it's one of those. I I hope it's gonna work. You know, again, that it's it's gonna uh, not only capture kind of the the fun and magic of the original. But but then also be a worthy continuation of it, you know. Yeah, I uh, saw so they added Harriet Tubman to this too, and I also like how they're like heavily like leaning on like um, the success they've had post to this show. 
because uh, it said from the producers of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And then it said, and from an executive producer of Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah. So, like, because Bill Lawrence works on this too. Um, and then I also liked how they used the Blink-182 song in the in the trailer too, but what's my age again? So I, I'm looking forward to this. I liked Clone High when it was like on like way back when I way back in the day. Yeah. When I was in high school myself. Um, it says this is premiering in spring too. So um, I hopefully soon. Just, wait, does that mean next year? <laughs> Cause I mean, it already is spring right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, don't know. I give them to the end of May. We'll see what they do. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess they technically, technically have until like the summer solstice in June. Yes. So is that June twenty first or whatever? Yeah. yeah, that's that's like invincible saying. Um, it'll be out in twenty twenty three. So technically, they have until eleven fifty nine p.m. on December thirty first. <laughs> right. right. Uh, but yeah, so that does it for our trailers and news. Uh, and then before we get to our main topic, finally, this week, the uh, recommendations section this week, uh, mine was that I went and saw the subtitled version of the uh, anime film Suzume. Uh, it was from the, the same director who did Your Name and uh, Weathering With You. Uh, and I thought it was pretty interesting. If you like uh, chairs doing parkour, uh, talking cats, and big red worms uh then this movie <laughs> this is, is for you, is for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah if you but yeah like if you like your name and weathering with you the like the animation style is just as like beautiful as was done for those two so if, so if anything else the animation is really beautiful for this movie and uh i was actually in a pretty decent filled uh theater for seeing this on a Tuesday night in the in the subtitled version of it too, um, and a lot of good reactions from like the the people in the the auditorium for that. Uh, so I would recommend seeing it if you can. There the, there is a dubbed version out as well too, where I know at least one of the voice cast members is Josh Keaton, uh, people may recognize from like the spectacular Spider-Man animated series. Um, but I would, I would definitely recommend seeing that. And then my other just kind of uh, aside recommendation was the Donald Duck in Meth Magic Land. And that is a, uh, if you know, you know, recommendation, uh, especially for a show that I just mentioned uh, a few minutes ago when we were talking about the Clone High teaser. Uh, but then I will hand it off to Stanford for his recommendation. Yeah, so um, a couple weeks ago, I got to see again on the big screen "My Neighbor Totoro," which is which is a movie that I love and and, and have seen many times. Uh, but it just reminded me that this year is this really great uh, iteration of the Studio Ghibli Fest, which G Kids has been doing over the past few years. This year, they're showing exclusively films by Hayao Miyazaki. So uh, next month's film that's just going to be on May 7th, 8th, and 10th is Ponyo, uh, which is cool. And But before that is the uh, 
the stage version, which they which was filmed and we'll get to see, is going to be uh, subtitled in English, but it's spirited away live on stage. And I'm not sure, oh. sure if that show ever made it to America. I don't remember hearing about it, but um, I I'm going to be going to the like the Fathom event. Yeah, like for that next week, so I'm, I'll be seeing it that way. Awesome, yeah. Well, that's I think the main way to see it in the U.S. is is through this Fathom, you know, through Fathom events. Um, and again, they're making it part of the the uh, Studio Ghibli Fest from G Kids, but it's playing April twenty third, twenty fifth, twenty seventh, and May second. But anyway, uh, if if you're a fan of Hayao uh, Miyazaki and you like Studio Ghibli, this is a you know, there's a lot of great films coming up. I'm particularly excited about uh, Castle in the Sky, which is one of my favorites. I'm going to go see that. I'm excited to see that on the big screen again. Uh, Princess Mononoke, Porco Rosso. Uh, anyway, good stuff. Very cool. Um, definitely looking forward to that. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing the stage play version of Spirit yeah. next next week. Uh, I believe that one's subtitled as well too yeah it's subtitled because it's just it was all the performers speak japanese yeah. i guess they they filmed it with two different uh lead characters uh oh so like when she's like it's it she goes through the world no i think well i thought mark that one, you know, and I, they've, they've expanded the nights. I think originally it was just going to be two nights. And one night they were going to show one actress playing. And I'm so sorry. I'm having a moment where I'm forgetting the name of the main character. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll get it. But uh, so it's they've got two filmed versions of it, I guess, is what I was what I thought they were communicating in one of the trailers I saw for it. Uh, hmm. But um Anyway, so I don't know about the other, so all the other supporting actors and how, you know, the, the, the versions differ from just kind of the overall uh, camera angles or, you know, or what, whatever, they've, whatever they've done. But um, uh, anyway, I, it's, I can't wait to hear your report about it. I'm, I'm hoping I can go uh, myself because it, it, it looks like it's going to be very... Um, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, they, I, I do think they just added a few more dates for it, too. Yeah. So I think there's like five or six different days that you can Chihiro, see. Chihiro, I believe, is the name of the heroine in this movie. You know, the, the young girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that will do it for our main, or I, I guess, build up news segments uh, for this episode. So, uh, in a moment, you'll hear the some trailer audio for the Samurai Brothers movie, and then when we come back, we'll be talking about that. This one is from my one and only true love, Princess Peach. Peach, you're so cool. And with my star, we're gonna rule. Peach, understand I'm gonna love you till the very end Peaches, 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 peaches Alright, and that was the trailer for Super Mario Brothers movie 
so this movie came out uh, back on uh, what was it, April 5th of this year now. I still contend that it should have come out March 10th. Uh, Hello, Mario Day. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, before we get in kind of like our overall kind of like everything about it, what were like your, what are kind of your quick initial thoughts of what you think? Of the Super Mario Brothers movie. So I went into this movie feeling actually quite happy in that I thought that it was a smart move that Universal slash Illumination joined forces with Nintendo on this film. So they've got like co-production credits, you know, it looks like it's coming from from both Illumination and Nintendo. Illumination has just been nothing but hitting, hitting home runs. And so I thought, I just thought I was a good a good match. I mostly was impressed with the animation. I thought the animation was beautiful and it brought the video game, I think, into really just kind of spectacular life. Uh, being able to see it on the big screen, I thought was a real visual treat. I didn't really care for the story. Uh, I'm not the target audience, have I mentioned? <laughs> uh, I saw it in a packed theater with which number one was super nice to be in a theater that was full. And then uh, with, with a majority of younger kids, you know, that seemed kind of like an average age between, you know, eight to 10 years old who were completely enthralled with it. So, you know, I guess mission, mission accomplished, uh, I, I, I think. Uh, and yeah, I saw it with, my son a couple of weeks ago now um i i enjoyed it i i want to say i don't think we believe we saw it in 3d uh yeah we did oh nice uh, i did I, not yeah I, I figured that was or it was it 3d it was either dolby or 3d i don't remember it was that uh, the past month or so it's kind of been a blur but like oh, uh good. with yeah uh uh with when we saw it uh I I liked how it opens though, because it's like like this kind of like fake, well not fake, but like this commercial that that they did for like their plumbing service, and it kind of is able to work in the Super Mario Brothers yes. as far as like being their name, uh, and even like putting like capes on them at certain points, and like the whole reason they're wearing what they're wearing is because it's like to be like over the top like uniform for. The business for their job yeah and they're like what kind of plumber wears white gloves <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know and they've got uh, you know uh, a family of origin you know we get to meet their parents and, and oh, yeah. uh, relatives and relatives and and uh, that is 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 fun and i thought i thought the way they brought them into this the you know the world was creative yeah, and I also like when we first like see that commercial too, and when it cuts out and you see Mario and Luigi, uh, you also hear Charles uh, Martinet, who voiced uh, Mario and Luigi in the Mario games. Um, is there in kind of like they did a really good job with also incorporating like a bunch of like these Easter eggs into the movie too, where like he absolutely like, uh, he's like the original version of like what Mario looked like. Um, in like 
just like from here and then like when mario eventually fights uh donkey kong here too like that set is set up even kind of like like where mario showed up in the donkey kong yeah um one of the i'm sorry to interrupt you mark uh one of the things that i love to you know initially when they're still in the the, you know the quote-unquote real world is uh they're off to a they're off to a job you know they're really excited about it and it's as if you know they're running by uh, a construction site and some other stuff in, oh, yeah. in, in in Brooklyn where it's set. And I just I thought that was so clever the way that they moved the camera. Yeah, and, the side and, scrolling. And, and yeah, and, and 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 the way that they were interacting with their environment. You know, as, as if, if even though they were you know in the quote unquote real world, and they were in the video, it looked like they were in the video game. And uh, thought it was super. You know, again. Super clever and 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 it looked great. Yeah, I liked that a lot. And then, uh, like with like my son pointed some stuff out too. Like there's like um, different things in there where it doesn't say duck hunt in uh, English, but there's like a a restaurant or uh, like a building somewhere that they passed that you noticed said like duck hunt in like French or. Uh, Spanish or something like that, and it had, and then it has like the, the duck um, from Duck Hunt, like on it. So there's like a lot, lots of little nuts like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, I think then, the hardcore gamers probably were having, I hope, having a lot of fun of you know how they inserted a lot of stuff like that in it. Yeah, like the, th- the thing I thought was kind of fun too is like Mario was playing the Nintendo. Like the original <laughs> Nintendo in its room yeah. at one point. Yeah, I was like, "That's a a weird thing to think about that that Mario is playing the Nintendo." <laughs> it's kind of meta. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I really liked Jack Black in this as as Bowser. Yeah, he was a good choice for sure. Over the top, really great. <laughs> yeah, like his, his Peaches song in the movie. <laughs> Uh, which they've also released. They've released that as a scene as a music video, and then they've also released like a like a a video Jack Black shot, like in this like whole kind of like green suit with like this like helmet that has like Bowser's kind of like I don't know, like hair coming off the back of it. Yeah, which looks like it was shot like on the set of the bar. Like, right, like he was. <laughs> Like it was motion capture, or yeah. uh yeah, or just shot on a green screen, yeah, green screen set. But yeah, that, I thought that was really funny for that too. So I, I that's basically him going full Jack Black into the Bowser part of that. Uh I liked. So we got we also had uh, Anya Taylor join here as Princess Peach, who I thought did a, a really good job uh, as, as Peach in the movie too. I liked. Uh, Keegan Michael Key as Toad. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if too. you didn't tell me that was Keegan Michael Key, I wouldn't be able to know that. that I Keegan wouldn't Michael know. Key. I know exactly. I thought the same thing that he gave a very good vocal performance because I didn't, I couldn't instantly recognize him. I had to wait till the credits. Like, oh yeah, because I, I know I've seen him doing press and stuff for it. I just, just and that's put it together. That's one of like the only voice actors I could say that for in the movie because, like, I mean Jack Black, I can tell who that voice is. Uh, I don't know how much I was able to tell. Charlie Day, I thought was really good as Luigi, but again, I can tell it's Charlie. It's Day. Charlie Day, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know, Seth Rogen's 
Seth Rogen. Yes. He sounds he sounds the same whether he's Mantis or Bob or Pumba or uh Alan the Alien or what's the name of that character he played in Toy Story four? You know, the uh was he the bunny uh, or was he Oh no, that was key. That was key. That was key and peel for the. Oh yeah, Bucky and Bunny. Um, I don't think he was in Toy Story Four. Oh, I mess. I right. I'm getting confused. Sorry, my bad. No worries. Uh, but yeah, he's not. He's not successful. Um, and then I know there's like a like a big like thing about Chris Pratt doing the voice of Mario in this, but I actually thought like, especially how they start the movie too, that like. They addressed that right away within the movie too. As far like, on top of having Charles Martinet like right there at the same time, you know, like he, where Mario says to Luigi, he's like, you think the accents are, are a little too much? He's like, he's like, no, you gotta have you gotta have a gimmick. Which it also makes more sense too that they would have more of like the Brooklyn like Italian yes. Brooklyn accent than like. Though, like over a then like the over like this yeah mario yeah, super they, italian they are supposed to be from brooklyn not from italy yeah uh so like i i thought that was fine in the movie like I, it wasn't that big of a deal to me um and I, he it still is has this slight of an accent to it or it's it's not just like emmett from lego movie um basically where you could transport his dialogue from the Lego movie and put it into the, the super Mario brothers movie. Um, it actually does sound a little bit different. Um, and then I liked, uh, we got Kevin Michael Richardson as comic, which was a, the Koopa sorcerer. Um, we had, a, we had a, they did have like a bunch of, uh, like voice actors in here too. Like, uh, uh Carrie Payton voices, the pen King, John DiMaggio, uh, does the voice in the film too. Um, so I, it was good that, that a lot of people that like are like established kind of like voice actors also are doing some voices in this film too. Yeah. Um, and then, so like this movie is also, it's, since it opened on April 5th, it's wow. basically beaten every box office, uh, yeah. record for, oh, for animation. Yeah. Uh, and then. Beyond that, like it's a already a eight hundred thirty oh. plus million. It's they're just printing money again. Illumination, you know, they just print money. Uh, yeah. And when I saw that, the how just this, you know, on a late afternoon opening weekend, uh, how they were responding to it, just in you know, a little old Salt Lake City, uh, this movie is going to be huge, and it, it has been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, as far now, you you had mentioned the story a little bit. Like, what were like the things that you? So, I, I guess we can we can start start with the bad and then go to the, the good. Like, what is sure. stuff that you, that you didn't like first, and then what was the stuff you did like? You know, I just saw overall, particularly in kind of the second and third act, uh, the whole. Um, the whole premise just really wasn't working for me. And again, I'm 
I was thinking I was clearly viewing it through my grown up <laughs> eyes and not what's going to work for, uh, you know, a kid. But um, I'm, I'm just trying to think of the specific um, thing, Mark, in the, in the plot. It was like, uh, um, I you know anyway with the well like we're getting like the superstar yeah I, I again I thought you know it worked particularly within the context also of the game etc you know I got bored and and but again I just continue this is fun to look at and I'm not the target audience and the ten year old kids around me were enraptured with it so so uh you know i didn't love i i I thought that and it's so i think it's so hard to do and i admire so much these studios that can really pull it off where you you can do a you know plot line and jokes that work both for kids and for adults and i think that's again that's so hard to do i thought illumination really aced it with creating a film that young children are going to be crazy for and that their parents could tolerate, but aren't going to necessarily love watching it. Like they might watch like, like maybe with, you know, a classic Pixar film. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah. I would say this is definitely better than the Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dennis Hopper. That was the most horrible film. Bless him. That was so bad. Yeah. Uh, Which was show live action is not always better than animation. Yeah, yeah. Oof, that one was that one was really rough. So what what did you like about the movie? So what I really liked, Mark, was as we had already dressed a little bit. I thought the setup was really clever and i thought it just for me really worked where uh you know they're 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 plumbing you know they're, they're brothers they've got this plumbing business that they're trying to get going uh you know they've got some insecurities and different things you know which you know makes them more sympathetic and how they are so anxious to try to build their business that that's what drives them to go underground uh and then to get sucked into the world i well, that was just super, super clever. Uh, and and uh, the animation was just dazzling, really. Uh, the uh, the way they brought that... I love how true they were to the game design. Yeah. Yet they, I thought, really expanded it and made it very cinematic. And uh, just just great well, you know when they're on, doing the mario kart on the rainbow road like how cool was that it looks so great uh anyway it's just i i thought it was a wonderful representation of of the game and i think i just like how respectful it was of the game it didn't it wasn't trying to necessarily make the game into something else that's one of the things that i i guess can compliment them on the plot for is so they weren't just trying to go in some whole new direction like this isn't the game yeah. <laughs> you know, it was the you know, it was I think it was the game that everybody uh, knows and loves. Like like you mentioned that that scene where we meet Donkey Kong, that was so such a great way to do that because it was just you know this this kind of 
new interpretation of of uh of that classic game that we you know that we all we all know and yeah. love. Yeah, I I uh I I think I guess like maybe one of the only like bad things that I'd have to say was that I don't know if it was just because I was tired, but there was so when my son and I saw it, it was the Rainbow Road sequence. I was watching that, and then all of a sudden, it was the the sequence with Mario, Luigi, and Bowser fighting in Brooklyn. And I was like, "Wait, what happened?" Yeah. So I I I didn't realize that I had fallen asleep for like <laughs> like fifteen minutes or something like yeah. that. Yeah. This chunk I was, of I was like, wait, what the heck happened? I was like, I don't. Uh, so I, because I, I missed, I missed like this whole like marriage, uh, like the scene and stuff. Yeah, and there too. Um, so uh, I, I, I'm planning to to go see it again. See with it a, again, a friend. Um, so I can see that bit of the movie that I haven't seen. I guess. Yeah. Like so, after the movie, when I was checking to see if there was like an after credits thing, I went to the the Wikipedia and I was like, "How much of it did I miss?" And I read, read. I was like, oh, "Okay, I read this. I missed this highlighted segment." And I showed that to myself. I was like, "This is how much I fell asleep." <laughs> um, but yeah, I I like you were saying the animation style was was fantastic. I liked how that was designed. I liked also how cleverly they were able to work in a lot of the elements of the video games between like Mario Kart and uh, like the original Mario appearance in the Donkey Kong game when he was just like, like the plumber in that. And it's even had like the like steel columns, like in the thing like that. And they had like the whole training sequence uh, with Princess Peach and Mario basically doing the platforming skills so they could even work that. Yes. Into the, the story. Uh <clears throat> Like even talking about like how, I liked how there's like an implied thing of the story too that like Princess Peach is probably from the real world like Mario and Luigi were too, but just somehow like wandered in to one of those warp pipes when yeah. she was a baby. Um, and so that'll be interesting too to see because I know like there's been rumors too about like them doing like kind of spinoff films for like Donkey Kong. Um, just because if they, as like the sh- movie showed, like they're kind of like within that like same, like galaxy or world or whatever. Yeah. Um, how that how they would do that? That would be interesting though to to, I guess see like a full Donkey Kong movie with Seth Rogen, which he had talked about. He'd be open to do, I guess. Um, but I, yeah, I liked how they even like worked into like the, like the different suits that like Mario could wear, like the cat suit. Or like the like the the fire flower powers with like Princess Peach or um, Mario, and then I liked like even with like the Mario Kart stuff, how like they could build like their like what vehicle they were going to use. Yes. Um. So that yes. was even similar to like if you were playing the. The only thing I guess they didn't work into the movie is like Mario Party in some way, um, or like for the, like those kind of games where like. I guess they could ultimately, if they wanted to, with how successful this movie's done, too, they'd have to probably work something out with Paramount um, to do it. And then I don't remember what studio the Detective Pikachu movie was with. Um, 
if they wanted to do like a Super Smash Brothers, yeah, uh, like Was crossover too, I, kind yeah. of film, because that that could be like Illumination Universal's like Mario Avengers movie where you get <laughs> like Sonic and uh, Pikachu, uh, and then like all the characters that are in here. They'll probably try to do like a Star Fox movie now at this point, or I guess <laughs> I could see them trying to do like a like a Metroid. Yeah. Like a Metroid movie could be cool too. Um, just because of how successful this was, uh, I, I feel like 2023 is like the year uh, that uh, video game adaptations uh, do really well, both critically and financially. Between like The Last of Us uh, on yeah on HBO and Good then point. with Mario, both of which I guess because Pedro Pascal did the SNL sketch where he was mario in basically a last of us kind of world um so if you haven't seen that that's definitely a funny thing to check yeah, out too but funny. yeah i would say i i really liked the uh like you're saying like how they would set up certain scenes like with like the side scrolling while they were in the real world uh or um like uh, other allusions to like luigi's mansion in like the scenes with like Luigi there with with him too, and then just like allowing Jack Black to go full tenacious G Jack, full Jack Black, G, yeah, Jack Black, yeah, um, and just sing the the peaches. <laughs> uh, but I, I liked that a lot too. I would just watch like a Bowser movie probably too. <laughs> I don't know, but the I Bowser think I'm a Jack Black fan. Yeah. yeah, although I didn't even think about it until just now is that Jack Black and Seth Rogen have been in an animated film together before with the Kung Fu Panda movies. Oh, yeah. Good point. Uh, just that time, they were on the same team. Yeah. But, yeah, right. Yeah, I I think... Yeah, j- just like overall, I, my favorite stuff was definitely like the, the visual storytelling of the movie like and then like the how the animation was done, the like the production design for the worlds, like how it was kind of based off of like what Nintendo had already kind of established and like more so from like some of like maybe like the newer Mario yeah. games. The newer just good with more with a higher definition, right? I mean just yeah. 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 But yeah, I I am curious to see like what they would they could do for like another another film set within this because obviously that's gonna happen now with the movie definitely is going to hit like a billion Oh, at, at the box office. if it hasn't already, right? Yeah. Like by tomorrow or whatever. It, it will be. It will be for May. Or yeah, I think so too. in May it definitely will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I liked this cast. I would I would be curious to see uh, like where the story could go from here. It's also interesting that like Mario and Luigi end up uh, living in the <laughs> in the Mushroom Kingdom. So I guess they commute to the real world through the the tube every day. Yeah, but it's kind of interesting. Um, but what would you want to see? I guess like in a, a sequel to this uh, well, when that eventually happens. I I would be very happy to have another adventure with the team. Uh, you know, with with Mario, Luigi, with Princess Peach. Uh, clearly. If you stay through the end credits, you know, a bit of a spoiler alert, it looks to me that Yoshi. Oh, yes. Uh, is going to be so, so something, 
Yoshi issue wonder given the way that they place that that that's you know where they're thinking about see where a sequel is going to go uh so I, I think that'd be fun with that and then also again standalone a standalone donkey kong film i think could be very funny and yeah. and uh uh they've got a lot of creative stuff to work with and i think that's you know good for them good for them again they're just going to be making a ton of money and making a lot of people happy yeah and like so some of the the possible sequels they had talked about um would are that post credits it's potential sequel featuring yoshi black also stated that his interest in a potential sequel featuring page page oh yeah uh, that was the uh, Jack Black had speak of Pedro Pascal. Jack Black had suggested Pedro Pascal uh, coming on to voice the character Wario. Oh yeah, in, in a sequel, uh, which could serve as the that second film's um, main villain. Yeah, which would be which would be kind of funny in full circle with that SNL sketch too. Um, oh, it's funny, and then. Other spin-off ideas, uh, Charlie Day had expressed an interest in pr- reprising Luigi in a Luigi's Mansion movie. Uh, and then Rogan, again, interest in a Donkey Kong Country uh, spin-off movie, too. So there's plenty of ideas for sequels and plenty of ideas, ideas for spin-offs. And uh, Nintendo kind of being like their own, kind of sort of being their own film studio. Uh, now, like, they had, like, their own... You know, like film studio opening credit thing in there. Yeah. Too. So I, I can see them making other films beyond just Mario stuff too. Oh, know, I like can with, too. And with again, some of the ones you, we suggested. Yeah. Just as you said, given the success of this movie, I bet they're making all sorts of plans. Well, and then also, uh, you know, I thought the release of this was smart. It was tied in closely with the release or the with the opening of the new Super, Super Nintendo World at Universal yeah. in California. And, you know, they're building another one with that new Universal Epic Universe Park in uh, going in in Orlando. And so Nintendo, they're firing on all cylinders. Uh, uh, th- that Super Mario World in California looks fun. You know I mean? Again, it looks yeah. like, like you're walking into the video game. And uh, I, think they've done, I think the designers have done a nice job with that. Yeah, I would I would like to to eventually check that out. Um, just because it, it, I don't think it, it didn't open until like a few months after the last time I was there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so I think that will do do it for our discussion on the Super Mario Brothers movie from Illumination. Uh, don't forget you can follow us individually on Twitter uh, at uh, myself at Mark Fibber and then Stanford at Stanford Clark, uh, and then you can find the show on Facebook. And Instagram at Animation Fascination, and then on Twitter at Animated Podcast. And then you can also feel free to email us at Animation Fascination Podcast at gmail.com. And then you can also visit our site at animationfascination.net, uh, where you can find all of the episodes as well as uh, information on Phoenix Fan Fusion and merch. Uh, Trent Vactor edits our episodes. Uh, but for uh, myself, I'm Mark Herbert and Stanford Clark. Uh, Thank you for listening, and make sure to turn in again next time.
Let's go! Thank you.